WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 819, you're listening to WGNS on this Thursday morning, today the 4th of May. And this morning we'll be talking about lawns and gardens and planting flowers and all kinds of stuff. We have Master Gardeners with us this morning, Jennifer, Sharon, and Susan. How are all of y'all doing today? We are fine. Thank you for having us here. Thank you. Beautiful Thank you. weather out there today. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Is this right. mm-hmm. good planting weather maybe? <laughs> maybe not just this not soon. Quite, not but quite this very, morning. Very soon though. <laughs> yes. When do you think is the best time to start, I don't know, planting flowers and maybe tomatoes, stuff like that? I was going to say, I have tomato (laughs) seedlings going inside the house right now, and I'm just getting ready. The the weather's going to warm up into the 80s in the next several days, so I'm going to start transitioning them outside and bringing them back and forth a few hours at a time until they're they're really ready mm-hmm. to be planted. But the, the ground needs to be warm before you plant tomatoes and peppers. Yeah, I, I guess the, one of the biggest issues, it, it's still getting down to 40 degrees at night, mm-hmm. and it, it may even get down to 30, you know, in the next few days. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. nighttime watch, weather. Watch those nighttime temperatures, those lows. That's really important. It is. And, I, you know, I, I, I was digging a hole yesterday. I had to put a post in the yard, and, man, the ground is really hard still. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's tough. We, we've had some late freezes or frosts uh, later than we normally do. Um, I think this year the frost, l- the last average frost date was changed from April the 15th to the 21st. Yeah, we still had some, uh, some freezing outside mm-hmm. just a couple of days ago, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, Mother's Day? I was going to say Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it went a lot longer this year, the cold weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think originally everybody thought, well, it's going to get warm a lot quicker, but that was not the case. That would be a great gift for mom. That, They'll help right. her plant everything she has. That's right. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> so what all is coming up? Because I know there are different programs and even a, a camp that is right around the corner. Yep. Um, first item we have, well, actually just next week, uh, will be our annual plant swap. Uh, we're back in force this year, uh, COVID kind of put a damper on that for a few years uh, but it's uh, going to be on the 13th of Saturday the 13th of May from 9 to 11 so when you're digging in your yard and you're dividing plants so if you have seedlings that are a good size uh, come on down and bring them to the plant swap make sure they're labeled uh, we want to know what it is what color it is um, and, and bring them there and you can swap it we have perennials we have annuals we have, we have trees, mm-hmm. shrubs, you know, just a vegetables, whole, uh-huh, herbs. Yeah. So whole trees even, and folks can just bring their plants, and, and you guys really just swap them out? Yeah, we do. We do ask that you have it well-rooted. Don't dig it up the day of the plant swap, and then somebody takes home a stick that's in the ground. <laughs> so make sure, it's a good, make sure it's a good plant. You don't want to swap and have somebody take home mm-hmm. something nice. that they're, you know, They bring something nice, and you've brought... A stick in a pot. <laughs> and we're, we're trying to be careful not yeah. to uh, bring invasive plants. And on our website, and we have flyers all around town, there's a whole list of invasives mm-hmm. that you should shy away from. You can also yeah. go to um, 
Let's see, it's in Tennessee Invasive Plant Council has a website of all the invasives, plants that are considered mm-hmm. invasive in Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, that's www.tnipc.org. And if, if that list is too long, uh, on the rutherford.tennessee.edu site, we have a flyer with a plant swap, mm-hmm. and there is a much shorter list. I think it's 10 or 12 of the major ones in this area and this is next saturday from 9 till mm-hmm. 11 at the lane agro park but what a cool idea for folks just to be able to to swap out plants with each other it's it's a great great event and uh, again how did this how did this event get started you know it, it was going before i became a master gardener here so me too it, but but it, folks can literally just uh-huh. bring whatever plant they have as long as it's not one of the you know plants on the list that uh, that are a no no. Yeah. But they can bring any plant and swap it out for another one. Yeah. There. Don't don't dig that English ivy in your backyard. We <laughs> don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to trade different varieties. Uh-huh. Like people will buy a six pack of tomatoes or something, and you maybe want to plant three of them. We'll take the other three to the plant swap and get a different variety or something else completely. And by the way, folks listening can call in if they have any garden-related questions at 615-893-1450, or you can text the same number, 615-893-1450. I'm looking at the plants that are not accepted at the plant swap, and uh, some of these I've never heard of. That And what what is the Japanese honeysuckle? I know that's on the no-no list it's on the no-no list um i don't have it so i can't really tell you what it is. <laughs> you, you can see it growing around electrical uh-huh. boxes around yeah. town and you know i've seen it growing it it's very invasive it's pretty smells nice but it'll take over yeah, yeah. It, it it um it blocks out the native stuff or the not the stuff that grows naturally here mm-hmm it will take over. I, I know, kind of like bamboo, I guess. Bamboo mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. grows like crazy. Or the Bradford pear, which mm-hmm. is now all over. Mm-hmm. They, so. they are, you're yeah. right. Yeah, I don't like the smell of the Bradford pear. Mm-hmm. It, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those are pretty weak trees, aren't they? They That's tend right. to break in the wind and, and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I noticed a lot, uh, several years back, a lot of contractors were planting those in front yards of homes, of homes they just built to give the appearance they have you know trees but yeah they they break quite easy and they're not very expensive trees they're not the best no they're not the best trees and as you say they really do stink they do (laughs) yeah there's so many others that are the same size they're gonna grow the same size and they will flower like that that are better and and won't break as easy Mm -hmm. Uh okay and what are some of the things that folks will be able to start planting here in a couple of weeks well as sharon said tomatoes eggplants peppers it those plants like it to be warm I, you know so, i've never tried planting eggplants before oh I, I i never have mine without eggplant i love eggplants <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people tell me that though what what do you do with it you know it's it's one of those vegetables that it's not it's kind of like uh like like tofu and the fact that you can <laughs> utilize it for other recipes like a instead of chicken parmesan eggplant yeah. parmesan but it, it does work well in a lot of things it mm-hmm. absorbs the flavors of what it's in so uh, those are some of the things you can plant and the peppers quite the variety of peppers that you can get these days and uh, you know at a lot of the hardware stores you can get a variety of peppers mm-hmm. that's right so what are some of the other items that are coming up because i know there is a junior gardener camp that is coming up in june mm-hmm. and we still have a few slots open so right. if you're looking for something to do with your kids right yeah so this it's, would be a good event for kids. It, it, it would be. It's um, rising third through sixth graders. 
and it's from 8 till noon every day, just uh, three days. It's the 14th through the 16th. And they'll learn all about seeds and soil, putting plants in. Uh, there'll be hands-on activities, and it's hosted by the Master Gardeners. And again, where do you sign up for that? Is it on the Agriculture Extension it website? Is, it is on the website, rutherford.tennessee.edu. If you prefer to go by the Extension office at 315 John Rice Boulevard, you can actually fill out an application in there or pick up one and then bring it back in. The cost is $50 for those three days. And, and so kids would uh, learn all about gardening there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. And the $50 is per camper. Oh, so yeah. 50 bucks per camper mm-hmm. and they learn all about gardening and how to plant things and yep. how so to if, maintain them yeah if you have kids who like to get their hands in there and help you they can have a fun three days and they'll take home some really cool projects that they've done themselves that may continue that to see their need or has completed at the camp it sounds like a good idea we do have a question from somebody asking how do you get rid of bamboo I think I started something <laughs> by saying bamboo. Don't put it in. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the number one there, way. There, you have to dig it out. It, right. it gets in deep, and as long as it has open space, it will send those right. those roots underneath and come up. Mm-hmm. So it's just keep cutting it down. So yeah. does bamboo spread underground, or does it spread above ground? It's underground. Yeah. So it's by the root system. Yeah. So if you were to plant it, you'd literally have to put in like a box into the ground. You do. I used to have a neighbor behind us that planted it on purpose, but he encased the entire area in steel, and he went down like six feet. Uh-huh. With, he was uh, serious the, he about bamboo. He was very serious, yeah. and we were so thankful because <laughs> it grew like crazy. Wow. Or you I, can put it in pots. I have some and, in pots, yeah. Yeah, that's the way to control Yeah. And if you put it in pots, it doesn't grow as tall, or does it? It depends on the variety. I picked a low-growing variety to put in my pots. Um, Also, if you put it in a pot, there is a hole at the bottom of that pot. Mm -hmm. Make sure you put something under there, because those roots will find that hole. Good point. And uh, then you have the bamboo in the ground. It's pretty amazing that it could find that hole and then spread. Mm Mm-hmm. But you had a neighbor that actually put steel in the ground he to lined, box it in. He lined the entire bed. It was the whole width of the yard. And it was a shield between our houses. You know, it was a privacy fence for him, for both of us. But, uh, yeah, he put, um, like, plate steel all around it, and it did work. It sounds like that was probably one of the most expensive privacy fences out there. I would think. But it was pretty. <laughs> I, I bet it looked great. He would have to get up on the, the cinder block wall that separated and trim it at least once a year. And oh. when it grows, because it grows really tall, mm-hmm. uh, how do you go about trimming it? Because I don't, you couldn't use a regular hedge trimmer. He had a, a saw, and he would get with a handsaw. That would take forever. It would take two two days, and he would go across about half, and then by the time he got to one end, you could see the other end was already starting to send up new shoots. I, I don't think I would enjoy maintaining that. Yeah, you, you know, sometimes you're you're out in the country, and just randomly you'll see tons of bamboo just growing I, I sometimes wonder how did that get there because I, i've seen that before well, <clears throat> well bamboo grows there are different varieties and they grow in different temperature ranges you have the tropical bamboo i think there is a tennessee bamboo river bamboo river cane i, I think that's the type of bamboo well now so, that you say I, I think i've seen it before while kayaking yeah. even yeah it just doesn't look like the tropical kind that's huge and i wonder if it's as, as invasive as the other if it spreads as easily i, I don't think it is but still it, you know it, there are non-invasive types 
but I don't think they grow well in our temperatures, our, mm. our zones. And, and can you buy bamboo at one of the local stores, or where do you get it? There's a bamboo farm in yeah. Nolensville or, yeah. or Al- Smyrna. Almaville. Almaville. Some, see, there's there's a, there, is, mm-hmm. there are a couple places around. I'd, I'd hate to live next door to the bamboo farm. <laughs> I'd be afraid of it going all over my yard. <laughs> we have another question here, and the question, let's see. Uh, just moved to the Murfreesboro area. My yard has plenty of rocks and clay. Mm-hmm. How can I find the best shrubs and trees to plant? Well, I mm. went through that myself yeah. not about <laughs> six years ago. That was It was really tough. That's how I found the Master Gardeners, because I was trying to figure out what, what do I do with this. I'd never seen the weeds that we had in the yard that was supposed to be grass, but it ended up being um, wild Bermuda. But but it, the weeds here kind of look like grass if they're mowed. Exactly. You don't, <laughs> you don't quite know. That's so, right. Yeah. Well, we ended up having to dig up most of the yard to get the rocks out, the construction of the neighborhood they put all the rocks in and oh, put a little yeah. tiny bit of dirt on top of it um, we had to do a lot of digging and we ended up with a um, company coming in and scraping all of the weeds and putting down good soil and and sod it can be expensive to have a nice front yard yeah yeah and and i know exactly what you're talking about because whenever a new subdivision is built it seems like there's literally rocks and gravel mixed into it all mm-hmm. over yards mm-hmm. and that first mowing you do, you're throwing up rocks. That's true. So it's yeah. it's tough. Uh, but putting down all new soil, that's a good option. Mixing in a lot of organic matter into the soil is very important. Uh, the soil mm-hmm. we have here, as you say, is clay. And um, a lot of plants really like and they thrive in the clay, but you need a lot of organic matter for most plants to do well, for the root systems to grow well. So when you did that by putting new soil down, did you literally go in with like a, a bulldozer and scrape off or what, what did you do? They did. They had a skip loader and they, they cleaned off everything and just, just took it down as far as I guess as they needed to. We had a lot of wild Bermuda and we had some fescue we, we would plant it and try it every year try to plant new seed and it, we just finally gave up and said fix it and um and then how thick of, of soil or dirt did you have to put on the top of the bad stuff they the put old a couple stuff. of inches it wasn't a, a huge amount i expected more but they they just put down a little bit and then laid the sod and the sod comes with a couple of inches of soil in it and uh, it has rooted very well and after you scrape off the old stuff, put down the new dirt, how long does it take before you actually have a green front yard? Um, well, we had it done last year, last fall, and it's beautiful right now. Because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening are, are thinking to themselves, you know, I, I've dealt with this rocky front yard for the first two, three years. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And then here in Murfreesboro, it seems like the go-to grass that, people often use contractors often use is that kentucky fescue but that's not necessarily the best grass to use i guess yep um i'm not a grass person so (laughs) you know if people want to know what's the best type of grass to put down i suggest they do call the extension office or drop in um their phone number is 898-7710 they will probably have brochures on grass i know we have a grass specialist there and um they can tell you what would grow best. There actually, there is a grass um, a, uh, experimental yard yes. in front of the agency right. there that the ag center, and you can see mm-hmm. here's a, here's zoysia grass, here's tall fescue, here's this type of tall fescue, here's Bermuda, yeah, and you can see how it really performs. So you can see 
what what do I want? What what level of work do I want to put into this mm-hmm. lawn and take a look at what's out there? What's what's green all year? What goes dormant in winter and so on? Bermuda goes dormant in winter. Zoysia does as well, I think. There's quite a few choices for grass in this area that'll grow all fairly well. Mm-hmm. I know one of the latest things is uh, uh, dying or painting front yards. I've seen that. Then I've also seen people laying down basically astroturf for their lawn now. I'm from California about a year ago, and that was quite popular because of the drought system. And yes, they do paint yards in California. I don't know about here. It's interesting because I I know a lot of that, you know, putting down the fake turf started in California and Arizona Mm -hmm. because of water supplies. And uh, same with uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Homes, neighborhoods there, you, you see that astroturf put down. Sometimes it doesn't look very real, then other times you can't tell the difference. Mm -hmm. And it's also been used originally in the uh, athletic world, in the professional football. I I wonder how expensive that is. It is expensive, right? But but the upkeep is not there. Right, you know, it's an initial cost. How permeable is something like astrative? Does does the they were having uh, difficulty because so many of the athletes were having trouble running on it. There were a lot of ankle injuries with that. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not yeah. always real giveable. And you've got to remember that for wildlife, for insects, that's a desert. Yeah. There yeah. is nothing there yeah. for them. That's a good right. point. A good good point. Uh, if we we want to keep the bees and all the other pollinators. Right. So, I, I never even thought about that aspect of it. And then the other issue would be if you have animals who, you know, use the bathroom mm-hmm. in right. the yard, you've got another problem on your hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, they do have chemicals and things that you have to put on the pro- on the turf so that it keeps it clean and free from smelling. On the note again, of you've the, got chemicals. Yeah, you, you said the word chemicals. chemicals. It's right. like putting more things on. One of the things I think that I've loved at the Ag Center is that Master Gardeners have so many demonstration gardens. That's an area that it would be well worth repeating and speaking of. So different programs and, and all types of things, and that's put on by the Master Gardeners? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we have demonstration gardens. So we have a butterfly garden. We have an herb garden, vegetable garden. So if you want to see what grows well here or what we've managed to make look really pretty... <laughs> Then take a trip to the Ag Center and go right to the back by the Farmer's Market building. And you can drive by. You can walk around the gardens. If you go on a, once the market opens, I think uh, in two weeks, weeks, we'll be there on Tuesdays and Fridays. So you can ask Master Gardeners questions. You can take a tour. They'll tell you what's growing well, what not to plant. We'll be at a table under the pavilion. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they're usually... So we'll be under the pavilion to answer questions, and there's usually people working in the gardens as well. Okay. And so along with that, we'll be at the f- uh, Saturday market. Yes, we'll be at the Saturday market, second and fourth Tuesday, uh, Saturdays. So the Saturday yeah. market on the square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, are, are you guys going to be at the one this Saturday for the first opening? No, we'll be there. Uh, Next fourth? one, then. I don't think it's... The is this the uh, second or the fourth Saturday? I think, I think <laughs> this is the... F- It'll be Second, the 13th. First, no. The 13th will yeah. be the, the first one we do. Okay. okay. Yeah. 13th, yeah. And again, with us in studio this morning, we have Master Gardeners Jennifer Salter, Sharon Mayu. Am, am I saying that correctly? You, thank you. And then also Susan Beanie with us today. Again, all Master Gardeners. We had another question here about tomatoes. When is the right time to actually plant tomatoes? I wouldn't plant before Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. The soil needs to be, I forget what the actual number is. I have it here written someplace. Uh, but the soil needs to be warm enough 
for it to take off. You can plant it and it'll sit there and do nothing until the, the soil warms up. So and you could plant it now, it just won't grow yet. You could, but I would be careful of those nighttime yeah. temperatures. And might I've, I've done an experiment where I've planted about now and then I've waited a bit. So just to see how the two did, and the one that I planted earlier never did as well as the one I waited on. Right. So, so hold off on hold that. Hold off on it. I know it's hard because you really want to get out there. The days are beautiful, and you want to start seeing things grow again, but just hold off a bit. Again, Master Gardener's with us this morning. You can call or text questions to us at 615-893-1450. Next question says, depending on irrigation and the amount of shade, that should determine the proper selection, I guess, of the uh, grass from when we were talking about the different grasses. Because uh-huh. they said the uh, sod that comes from fescue is usually a blend. Uh, so that, I, I guess, what you buy is, uh-huh. is usually a, a blended it's, sod? Or? Yeah, I mean, if you have shade, it can be really difficult to grow. I have a shade backyard. My weeds look really good when they're mowed. <laughs> I have weeds and wild strawberries. They they cover everything and they stop the soil from being washed away. But, uh, yep, I've tried the grass. I've tried seed and fescue. I've tried everything. It's, uh, you know, sometimes a challenge to grow good uh-huh. grass. Mm-hmm. And then figuring out the right length or height, rather, to cut it. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people cut the grass way too short way and too short. end up uh-huh. killing it. Right. Yeah. So and th- and then there's something to be said for if you can't grow grass well, try some native Just, plants. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's a good thing to test your soil. I'd say, and and mm-hmm. you can take a sample of your soil by the ag center to get it tested. Yep. That's right. And uh, you know, kind of go from there if you're trying to decide on what kind of grass to get, when to put it in, and and so forth. Um, but bringing in new soil is probably one of the best options, especially if you live in a fairly new neighborhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. but as Sharon said, make sure there's plenty of organic matter in that soil. Right. So compost, you, compost all the time. Mm-hmm. How do you go about finding you know, the right soil if you're going out to get a, a truckload of soil? How do you pick where to go and, and find what you need? That's a good question. I, I would say I, find I a I reputable so. company <laughs> right. that's been around yeah. a long time, has a lot of... Um, you know a lot of positive accolades yeah. about it and they'll help you at the center where you where you can go mm-hmm. so do most of those places also sell you know just dirt for your front yard right they'll sell topsoil they'll sell compost they'll sell uh, I, that's what and i needed so that's yeah I went places there. that sell that usually you can see them in the back you'll see the right. big piles right. i'd walk around take a look at what they have and ask their people too they're mm-hmm. well experienced yeah. in that there are also the uh, some of the larger nurseries in t- around town yeah. that sell right yeah and, and i think a lot of them deliver now mm-hmm. so that's yeah. also a helpful option and they'll help you figure out how much you need yeah because I, I guess they sell it by the yard so right. that's kind of hard to Cubic figure yard. yeah one thing on your mowing you don't want to go lower than three inches because you mm-hmm. want to have a nice canopy across the yard so that both both the soil and the little creatures underneath have a good place to live and you know i, I think a lot of people they cut it as short as they can thinking well this is gonna make it so i don't have to cut the yard yeah. as soon yeah. uh, but in fact that actually makes you have to cut it more often right. and yeah. and it and it, you stress the lawn. That's yeah. right. You do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes it look bad. Right. For yeah. fescue, I know you need to keep, in the summertime when it's hot, you want to cut it at four inches or so. Yeah. You don't there want to go, go lower than that because mm-hmm. that will stress the roots. The, the sun will get down there and 
they just you know it helps yeah. keep it cool and if you cut it at that length you really can tell a difference especially if it's your first time to start cutting it higher because you're not going to have to cut it as often when you cut it slightly higher which mm-hmm. is opposite mm-hmm. of what most people think mm-hmm. uh, but it does make it look a whole lot better again anybody can call or text us at 615-893-1450 we have master gardeners in studio this morning so if you'd like to go on the air or if you'd like your question to go on the air you can send it to us now 893-1450 time right now 843 does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keogh Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City and our hand-fed baby bird nursery is starting to fill up. If you are looking for your next sweet feathered companion, come in and see us. Find your next pre-loved, pre-spoiled pet here at Animal City. Be sure to check out our downstairs level. Here at Animal City, we would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. Animal City is located at 919 Northwest Broad Street. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak, where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go, you can get pastas or chicken, you know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. CBS News Brief. Russia is accusing the U.S. of masterminding yesterday's alleged drone attack on the Kremlin in an assassination attempt on Vladimir Putin. Former U.S. Ambassador to Russia John Sullivan tells CBS. Unclear now who is behind it, but the Kremlin will use this to its advantage in trying to rally Russian nationalists in support of its war in Ukraine. The man accused of opening fire in the waiting room of a medical office in Atlanta yesterday has been charged with murder. He was apprehended after an hours-long manhunt. Mayor Andre Dickens. Not only did law enforcement bring this man into custody, they also kept our community safe. Aid organizations in El Paso, like Father Rafael Garcia's, are bracing for a new influx at the southern border and when new immigration policy kicks in next week. What's hard and heart-wrenching at times is you'd like to do more, but you can't. So we just have to be comfortable with saying, well, this is all we can do and we'll do it well. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Learn to make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments and get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the Join for workshop tab and attend online or in person that's lifestylesunlimited.com lifestylesunlimited.com again that's lifestylesunlimited.com limited seating unlimited potential hi this is tina fox at the relaford farmers co-op please come and see us for all your garden needs we have everything you need to help that garden grow and we also have what you need for landscaping and your lawns we have black and brown mulch in bulk Please come see us. And as always, don't forget us for all your gifts, clothing, and pet needs. This is Tina Fox. 
your co-op farm and home center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.46, you're listening to WGNS on this Thursday morning, and in studio with us this morning, we have Master Gardeners Jennifer Salter, Sharon Mayo, and uh, Susan Beanie, all talking about not only gardening, but a, a little bit of everything when it comes to growing, even even grass. And uh, that last commercial talked about, not soil, but they mentioned what mulch. They say? mulch, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, co-op is another place I guess you could go for topsoil or, or mm-hmm. mulch or anything. Mm-hmm. And they've got tons of plants there and seeds. Now, when it comes to, to planting seedlings, as opposed to putting in the ground a, a tree that's already starting to grow, is it a lot tougher to grow something from the seed versus growing it from a plant that's already already formed and, and blossomed? Well, even a plant that's formed and blossomed will still need care. So I think they both need care, just different types. And when putting that plant into the ground, what should we mix in to the hole that we dig for it or or however we plant it? It depends on what you're planting and what its nutritional needs are. And like you had mentioned earlier, getting your soil tested. If you have a, a raised bed garden compare that soil with the the soil in the rest of the yard you're going to have different kind of soil and you need to know what what is needed in each one yeah. so you can get your soil tested and tell the extension agent what you're planning to plant there and they'll tell you what you need to add and raised bed gardens are a great great thing that a lot of people even in apartments they make their own small raised bed garden in apartment complexes yep. but it, it's a great option mm-hmm. well when you think of it a, a pot is a raised bed right yeah right. so we've just increased the size but if you have a raised bed you control what goes in there you control the quality of the soil so um you can you can put the best possible soil for what you're growing much smaller area as mm-hmm. well yeah uh, but you can grow all the same things mm-hmm. what about planting things like potatoes I have never planted potatoes. I, I tried potatoes last year, and I, yeah. I got grow bags. Mm-hmm. They were some type of a, a fabric, and um, you start the potatoes in the lower end of it, and then as the shoots of the potatoes start to grow up, you add more soil, and you can keep doing that until it reaches the top of the uh, container, and then you let the plant grow, and as the foliage that you see grows, it's developing potatoes down underground. Hmm. And it was it was very interesting. I know a lot of people hill theirs if they have a, a row in the ground, but you can grow them in um, a garbage can if it's food grade, you know, plastic or metal. Um, the grow bags worked well, except that they needed a lot of water. They dried out quickly. I, I bet. We had another question here. Is there any kind of chemical that you can use on bamboo to get rid of it? Chemical? Uh, we would not recommend any chemicals or, or no. any, they would have to go to the extension with people who are trained in pesticides right. and chemicals so ask a lot of yeah, questions we will there. Not. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as getting rid of bamboo i can you dig it up i mean is, is that even an option for bamboo you, you could try but you've got to get every single piece so it may take you several years to get rid of everything so the root system for bamboo, it, it not only goes you know, underground, but it, does it spread out real far mm-hmm. or does it go real deep? How, it, how does it, go, it work? It spreads out laterally. Right. 
Okay. It can go under sidewalks, mm-hmm. under driveways. It's, you know, it grows. Very invasive. It wants to live. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild how it, how it can, you know, spread like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know another plant that I didn't see on this list for the upcoming plant swap, uh, mint. Mint is one of those mm-hmm. things that grows like crazy after you, after you plant it. And, and there's different types of mint, some from different countries that folks have brought here. And those too grow like crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We recommend keeping your mint in a pot. Put it in a pot and keep it contained. Um, I have grown mint. It has come over the side, gone down, and gotten onto the ground. <laughs> so you have to watch that too. Just just keep it in control. And then I think some forms of mint actually deter things like, like bees from coming. I don't know what it is about it, if it's the smell, but I've heard that different insects and animals kind of steer away from it um i think it's, it kind of comes and goes i think some yeah. some attract yeah certain insects and others repel them yeah i don't think it's so much with but with plants like mint and other herbs i don't think it may be so much as it repels them as it wants a certain type of insect uh, okay. so maybe they attract a certain mm-hmm. type and and some of those herbs and, and mints as well, you, you can smell them mm-hmm. the second you walk into your backyard if you're growing br- them. Brush your hand and it's lovely. If you're a yeah. tea drinker, that's it's I'm you can't fine. get better. Get out and pick some fresh mint and go brew a cup right. of tea, lemon verbena, all oh, kinds yeah. of different and, uh, right. and herbs uh, that you can grow. Assuming you don't use chemicals, you can literally just take it the plant right off you know just take a leaf yep. right off and, and mm-hmm. put it in your tea and mm-hmm. it's like a homegrown tomato versus a hothouse tomato the difference in the taste of your tea is is just amazing and i'm curious with homegrown tomatoes can you taste a difference versus the ones you buy at the store oh mm-hmm. yes definitely <laughs> Big the ones you buy yeah. at the stores are picked so early that they're not really um just don't allowed have the to re- you know go their full season of ripening mm-hmm. yeah sometimes they're they're actually green mm-hmm. so yeah. it, it you know it, it's not a good taste i have n- i was never a tomato lover I, I did not grow up liking tomatoes particularly until the day somebody gave me a tomato mm. that they, they just picked and it was this explosion of flavor it was something so different now i like tomatoes so the homegrown ones it's, it's 100% yeah, different yeah mm-hmm. And then uh, things like cucumbers, uh, you know, growing those in your backyard versus buying them in the store. Can you taste the difference with those as well? Yeah. I, th- I think anything you grow and it right. comes straight from your yard or even a farmer's market where it's all local right. and it comes straight to your home. It's going to be a big difference because it's been allowed to mature to its full ripening potential. Mm-hmm. That's the important key. So the farmer market, if you can't grow them yourself, it's a good way to mm-hmm. have that experience. Because it does make all the difference, you know, leave it in the ground a little bit longer mm-hmm. versus some of these companies out there that mm-hmm. literally pull it, you know, before it has a chance yeah. to fully grow. Yeah, because it's sup- it, has, it has to be shipped. Yeah. So they have to pick it earlier. And you're supporting local businesses mm-hmm. as opposed right. to big agriculture so with the fruits and vegetables that we buy at grocery stores do a lot of those come from places like mexico or or elsewhere yep um Mm -hmm. in the winter look for Mm -hmm. uh, vegetables and fruits from the southern hemisphere so you will see things from chile where it's their summer um in the old days before we brought all those things in we just didn't see them we ate what was what was available now uh in we've 
with this global world, we can bring things in from other parts of the world. And yeah, you got to think for a second, how do they bring all these fruits and vegetables in in a timely manner to make sure they get to the grocery store before they go bad? I mean, are, are they flying them or is it a ship? Because uh, it's, it's got to be a fairly quick process. Mm-hmm. It depends where they, they're ordering them from. You know, the Central Valley in California is quite a, mm-hmm. a large garden for yeah. the United States. So if it can get there in a couple of days, they can manage that uh, process. And then if they get there in a couple of days, that would, they'd be, I guess, ripening on the truckload down. Yeah, yeah, right. So uh, again, coming up with the Master Gardeners, you've got the plant swap that is going to be next Saturday, and that will be at the Lane Agri Park. Uh, tell us once more how folks go about showing up there with the plant to trade. Dig your plant up. If you haven't done it already, do it now. Give it a little chance to put it in a pot with some proper soil. Um, make baby it. Make sure it's watered keep it alive <laughs> keep it growing <laughs> and put a create a label for it um, let us know what type of plant it is what color it is um, we've had people go so far as to take photographs and attach them uh, people will tell us how high it it grows um, the sun requirements if you can do all of that it's great but at the, at the most basic we want the name of the plant and the color and there are certain types yeah. of plants that are, are not accepted. Uh, and if you want to see the list, best place to go would be what, the Agriculture Extension website? Is that where it's posted? Yes. Um, that's rutherford.tennessee.edu. And uh, some of the plants on the list, the mimosa plant. What is the mimosa plant? What is the it's other a tree. name for that? It's a tree, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, tree. a tree with um, pink flowers. Like They look like fringe. Is that the one way if you touch the leaves it closes up? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, okay. And yeah. then uh, it's a pretty tree, but it's not it, it not wanted. It can be inv- <laughs> it's invasive here, so. And, and some of these plants on the list, I, I guess a lot of them, they run the risk of taking over your yard or, mm-hmm. or taking over other plants you have planted. Yep. Uh, biggest one here, Chinese privet. <laughs> and how big does that get? Very big. I have I am battling some on the in my backyard that oh, keep really? they keep coming in. And you can pull it out, but it grows really tall. We had a speaker at one of our meetings uh, from the Stones River Battlefield, and they were saying he was the, um, I don't know, remember what his title was, the ecological agent or Mm -hmm. something, and they are really fighting that at the battlefield to pull out the invasives, and Mm -hmm. Privet was one of the biggest ones he talked about. That would be a a big job for Mm -hmm. sure. Now, classes at the Lineball Library that are put together by the Master Gardeners, tell us Mm -hmm. more about those. Those, those are held on the first Saturday of the month. They're free classes. They're held at 9 o'clock downtown here at the Line Bar. Um, the May class has already come and gone. <laughs> uh, but on June the 3rd, we'll be talking about what flowers do well here. And then July the 1st, it's getting weeds out of your garden. Uh, the classes are held at 9 o'clock in the morning just as the library opens. Um, they're informal, so bring your questions with you. The classes are free. You don't have to register, but it is suggested so we kind of have an idea of how many people might be coming. And again, that is a free class. Mm-hmm. Now, I know the dates for those classes are listed on the Lineball website. They've got a little calendar there you can click on yeah. and find out when the Master Gardeners will be there. Yes, that is um, rclstn.org. 
On there, you can also find um, the archives of our podcast. We have uh, at least three years of podcasts that are that are um, there, and I have a list of different topics. The um, so far this year, we've had uh, composting was one of the topics. Gardening with children was the most recent one. The next one coming up will be um, insects, friend mm-hmm. or foe, and garden basics: how to grow cacti as house plants preserving your plants over the winter. And then the last one of this year will be um, feeding the birds for winter. So those are all on the library website? They the will Rutherford be. County mm-hmm. Library System the website? The past ones are. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can register there. You must register for the classes. So register on... Well, these are podcasts. The podcasts yeah. Oh, podcasts. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, the podcasts. podcast was something we started during COVID because we could not come out and meet people in person. Good idea. So we started doing the podcasts, mm-hmm. and it's been pretty successful. And I just noticed we're already out of time, but thank you all for joining us this morning. Again, Master Gardeners in studio with us today, and we'll post this podcast on our website shortly at wgnsradio.com. Again, the time right now, 9 o'clock. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.